I know it's a fact. I wanted to wipe out an indigenous race. That is. I'm not saying good. I just said I could do without them because they don't provide any value. Okay, I, I hear it now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the What's Our Verdict podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Mattson Heiner. Better red than dead. Javier Ortiz. What is up, my nerds? And Ian Anderson. Some shit. Do you ever find yourself wondering if you should spend the time, money, or both on a movie? Well, we're here to answer that question for you. Each week, we put a movie on trial, discuss the facts, pass judgment, and let you know our verdict. We do appreciate your help growing the podcast. Go ahead and hit that follow or subscribe button. Tell a friend about us. Go check out our website. Subscribe to our email list for exclusive content and updates. Have a couple of announcements first. We got another five-star review, guys, so we do appreciate that. It's from Kaguya17. They say, five stars with the title of so many laughs. Stumbled on this the other day, so, and they literally put s with five o's so and it's all caps so they really wanted to emphasize this oh, so flirting with us maybe many laughs Ooh, uh, i quite you. honestly <laughs> what <laughs> just you i was thinking just ian because he's the only one that they actually say by yeah. name so they say, I quite honestly cannot stop giggling. Ian needs to talk more. His calm demeanor really seems to balance out the louder voices. No names, but we all know who that is. Can't wait to go back and listen to some earlier episodes. So correct me up so much. We all know who that is. I read that this morning and I was like, I don't know if they're talking about me, but it's so true. I remember when we did like Ford versus Ferrari over a year ago and Ian said like four words. <laughs> now we can't get him to shut up. <laughs> I've worked it up to five. <laughs> Speaking of reviews, though, I do want to cover again. Podchaser is doing what they their reviews for good. So hashtag reviews for the number four good. They're donating to Meals on Wheels for every review that a podcast gets through Podchaser. And it's during the month of April. They're donating 25 cents to Meals on Wheels, America's Go Further Fund, and that benefits elderly Americans that have been affected by COVID pandemic. When we reply to the review, which we will, we've already done two where we've gotten the reviews and then we've replied to them and we will if you leave one. So please do that. They'll double the donation. And then our podcast host, Captivate, is matching all donations on Captivate-hosted podcasts. So if you donate ours they'll match it up to a thousand dollars so at 50 cents a time that's there's a lot of opportunity there so get out and leave some reviews good bad we don't care we just want to get that money there to to that charity it's a good cause so go to podchaser.com search for what's our verdict and leave a review and then we will go and reply to that review so that we can get those donations there if you leave us a bad review i'll send you a t-shirt Javier has been known to do that. And that's also a great segue, Javier. I love what you did there, buddy. Because something that we have done is we do have merchandise available now. So if you want to support the podcast, we appreciate that. Obviously not required, but if you go to our website, whatsoverdict.com forward slash shop, you can buy t-shirts with our logo and then a really cool QR code on the back. They're really neat shirts. We have a number of different colors now that you can choose from. Relatively inexpensive shirts as well. Lots of sizes. Go check those out. And then we also have two sizes of coffee mug available with our logo on them. And then we well, also the two have sizes. There's an 11 inch and a 15 inch. So, mm, uh, mm, so a normal that? coffee mug. And then like they have, have you seen like the really big ones at the store? Are we talking 15 inches tall? I believe like so. Diameter. About the girth? I think it's tall because even 11 inches. 15 inches, inches tall? I, yeah, I think that's what it said. That's like, right about that. That's like a foot and a half. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> That's, that's not like a foot. <laughs> it's over a foot, right? 
It's just over a foot. It's I like three inches over a foot. Three inches. No, I'm it's not. like one. The fountain drink sizes. You got a small and you got extra large. Take your pick. I think we're underplaying. Did you Who drinks that much coffee? Mug versus a 15 ounce mug. Oh, yeah. There we go. That's what oh, it is. Oh, okay. 11 ounce versus 15 ounce. Whatever. And if you wanted to know, they are microwave safe and dishwasher, dishwasher safe. Yeah. Oh, well, so, see, now I feel like we need 15 inch coffee mugs. Well, yeah, those will be really expensive. Don't worry. I'll leave all that in so I can look like an idiot, which is fine with me. So I anyway, 15 inches was a foot and a half. So who's a real idiot here? <laughs> Fair, enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. So go check those out. You can get those at our website again. What's our verdict.com forward slash shop. So we appreciate that. Let's talk about this week's movie. Today we're reviewing Chaos Walking. It was released March 5th, 2021. It was written by Patrick Ness and Christopher Ford. It was directed by Doug Lyman. Stars Tom Holland, Daisy Ridley, Mads Mikkelsen, Nick Jonas, Damian Bashir, Kurt Sutter, and David Oyelowo. Two unlikely companions embark on a perilous adventure through the badlands of an unexplored planet as they try to escape a dangerous and disorienting reality where all inner thoughts are seen and heard by everyone. If you haven't seen this, now's the time to pause, go watch this movie, or go at least to YouTube and watch our spoiler-free review to see if you want to watch the movie. If you're okay with spoilers, hang out with us because we're about to spoil the shit out of this thing. Diving right in, I kind of enjoyed this movie a lot more than I thought I would, guys. What are some of your thoughts about this movie? I know we talked a little bit about it during the, the spoiler-free, but I'm interested to, to hear a little bit more information now that we can talk freely dude going off of what mattson said in the uh the spoiler free could you imagine this could you imagine just one day you your unfiltered dude. thoughts are just on display i could never leave the house oh yeah, yeah no movie was very unrealistic in the way that the thoughts that were portrayed as inner thoughts were very mild <laughs> Yeah, dude, this this teenage boy sees a girl for the first time, and he's like, she's pretty. I'm like, okay, yeah. That's my voice. Yeah. He doesn't really know, but the older men, I thought they they would be like, rape her, get her, like all him, not so much because I don't think he'd seen a girl, except maybe yeah. his mom when he was super, super young. But yeah. the older men totally agree with what you said, Javier. Which, what is this rated? PG-13, I think. Oh, uh, that's probably why, right? If this sure. Was, if this was R, you'd probably see a lot more of that. Yeah. Or they'd have like where you could see what they were thinking. Then you'd see like them having probably like sex with that girl or something. But do I want to see that? I don't. So thank goodness. And I think the books are like young adult novels. I don't know that for sure. That's just me speculating. This, this already tells us where Javier's mind would go. So that's how we <laughs> Well, I mean, to be honest, and yes, it is young adult. So you're not going to read that in the book either. But to be honest, that was my thought. First of all, I thought... Okay, this dude's been living with men, nothing but men, his whole life. Those are some very, and not even towards the women. Like, I mean, in general, those are some very tame thoughts. Like, I live in a civilized, yeah. well, I live in what we consider to be a civilized world. I, I have great people that I live with, and my thoughts are much worse. And as a teenager or as a young man, like in my early 20s, I would be embarrassed to have my shit hanging out there. And maybe that, you know, they have some control over it because they know everybody can hear it. But I, ooh, it's a good thing nobody can hear the shit that goes through my head on an instant momentary basis. Dude, that would be like Reddit, except Reddit doesn't <laughs> exist. It's just in the air, right? Like you you don't have, you, all the things that you are brave enough to put on Reddit because no one knows who you are, boom. Now everyone knows that you wrote it. 
How, oh, yeah. how but, horrifying would that be? Did you did bring up a good point about some people can control it better. The main bad guy, the guy that was the mayor over the town, it was very clear he had a very good grasp on his mental side, his voice, and how to use it for himself, but how to take control kind of of other people. Because he said, "I what was the phrase? I am the circle. And the circle what, is me." And the circle is me. And he almost like he basically brainwashed people in that regard. But then he could also get his thoughts to project like a fence around that girl as well. So I thought that was really cool because he looked at it almost as in a way of like a superpower where Mm -hmm. he could use it to influence others. And then at the end of the movie, we saw how he could project himself basically like a a fake version of him to trick Tom Holland's character in the coming out. And so I thought that was really cool as well to show, well, some people can master it. Others are impulsive and it takes control of them and can kind of ruin their lives. But this guy really figured out how to way to make it an advantage. So that was one of the thoughts I had because it seemed like the mayor he would repeat that saying and that's what would help him like control things. Mm-hmm. But then Tom Holland's character would repeat his saying, which is like, I am Todd. What's his yeah, last his name? name. Yeah. How do you forget his name after he said it? I know a million times. Hewitt, isn't it? Hewitt. Yeah, 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 Todd Hewitt. Anyway, and I was wondering like why it worked for the mayor and didn't work for him. Yeah. But but again, for me, he's younger. He's still developing, trying to learn how to have that mental fortitude. That's what I would chalk it up to. And, mm. and someone that's been doing this a lot longer, been alive a lot longer, that explanation even though they didn't give it, works for me. Well, and there was there was the point when when Viola was reading Tom Holland's mom's diary to her to him, and she talked about the fact that this guy, Bad Dave, has which is the character's name in the book, I guess. Bad Dave has secrets, and he's and it's like he was the most embarrassed by what was going on in his head, and so for him it was like a matter of survival, I think, and I, I think they really failed to show that. And kind of one of my biggest disappointments, and I mentioned this in the in the spoiler free, is that there's so many things I want to know more about. And one of them is how does his mind control work? Why is that phrase something that, that, because even when they get to that other colony, like the men that were there drop their weapons when he starts doing it. And it's Mm -hmm. just like, why is this happening? And that intrigued me so much that this guy had such a control over his thoughts. And the fact that they mentioned it came from, he had so many things to be ashamed of that he had to learn how to do that to keep his mind quiet. And then learn how to control it in that really cool way that you're talking about, Matson. And I, I just wanted to see more of that. And I'm sure you do get to see more of that in the books. And it just makes me sad that we won't get to see it play out because I thought that was really interesting mm-hmm piece of this movie was that whole him being able to use that to such a powerful extent and even had the ability to project his voice across like large distances as well as we saw towards the end so a lot of and i think it's a good point jj they started to show a lot of what you could do with this voice and would have been cool to see them lean into that a little bit more one thing i thought was interesting is there were multiple times where todd hewitt would be kind of doing his thing his noise would be spouting off what's going on in his head and I kept expecting characters to react the way that I would react hearing that stuff and it felt like they'd kind of almost built this culture around it where they were accepting of his inner thoughts but just kind of told him to lock it up but didn't actually go after him for his those thoughts which I thought was kind of interesting that they had enough depth with it of in the movie to show that. Well, and you kind of see that with Daisy Ridley character too throughout the movie. At first, it's like obviously very shocking to her. Then by the very end of the movie, you see where she's like, I'm getting used to it. And she just kind of talks, uses that to talk to him as opposed to 
you know, it, it being a real problem, but you see both sides of it, right? The men have lived with it. They understand it. Cause the only time it ever really gets ugly is when he's arguing with one of his dads at the table, they mm-hmm. get in that kind of one argument. And then the other guy says, you know, calm down. Yeah. So the difference is very interesting. I didn't get that relationship. I don't think either of them were his actual father. No. It was, oh. they were raising him. Yeah. Um, Got it. I get it now. Okay. Yeah. To me, the indication and the the assumption that I made was that, and this is all conjecture, there's nothing that actually says this, and I'm probably going to read the books because I'm interested, but my assumption based on the interaction was that Bad Dave was secretly his dad. I had that thought, but... And killed his mom. So to piggyback off that, JJ, I really needed and I wanted to see more reason for the motivation from the mayor or bad Dave's, I heard we're calling him. Sure. Like, yeah. I get, okay, like he was embarrassed. So he killed all the women, which I actually don't get that because, like, if I'm embarrassed of my thoughts to the point where I'm ready to kill something, I'm not going to kill everyone else. Right. <laughs> like, I'm going to kill myself before I go slaughter a bunch of women. Anyway, but. For the sake of argument, he's so embarrassed, he convinces everyone else to go murder all the women. And then the next thing he wants to do is, like, conquer the planet? I'm like, but but why? Like, what's the point of that? I was really confused on that, too, especially where he kept talking about the second wave being something that was going to be bad for everybody. Even when they went to that second far branch, the second mm-hmm. town, he starts saying, well, the second wave's going to come and steal your land and da 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 And I really didn't understand how that was supposed to be like a bad thing or what he was kind of shooting for. Well, I guess I have a differing opinion a little bit because they had been there, what, JJ, I don't know, 20, 25, 30 years. It seemed like for a very long time. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought they were there for a while. And so I just chalk it up to they had a hierarchy. They had basically their own civilization, a way of operating. And he was kind of at the top of that food chain and things were going the way that he wanted it to go. And then you're going to institute 4,000 people that are ready to come down and colonize that aren't going to follow their current way of life and everything is going to change. And I think for me, that's what I thought his motivation was. He doesn't want their way of life to change. He's, he's structured it the exact way he wants his town to be. So with that new influence, he was worried that everything would change as it probably will. I can see how that for him would be like a motivating factor. I just didn't get how people made the jump to that being meaningful to them. But isn't that like, that's what he does, though. He His motivation became like the men's motivation. I, like he, I just took it as he still kind of brainwashed them in that way. Mm. And I think kind of build on that, Matt, because I don't think, I think you're right. And I think part of what it was is this, these Prentice Town men, you got to think about what they did. They murdered an entire city of women and probably would have murdered more. It sounds like to me, those other colonies, or at least the one that we saw, the other colony that had women broke off because of what was happening in Prentice Town where they were killing all the women. And so it was one of those things where to me, he's looking at here comes 4000 people who've been living a civilized life that are going to come in, they are going to kill everyone in Prentice Town, at very least, they're going to put them in some form of jail, because they're they're criminals, they killed all the women. And then they've been living in this very shitty way. And he's the ringleader. So even if they don't take the whole town and kill everybody, they're at least going to kill him, they're going to shut him down. And to your point, Matt, and he's not going to his lifestyle changes completely, because there's no way those 4,000 people let what he did slide when they come in. He just walked into a town and convinced them to surrender. So you're talking about 4,000 people who are untrained, don't know anything about the noise. They're going to show up just as confused as they were 30 years ago. You're telling me that this guy 
who can manipulate two towns of people as easily as he can is worried about not being able to manipulate a couple of newbies flying in? Well, I think a couple of newbies. I mean, okay, so say there's a 50-50 split and you have 2,000 men. Mm -hmm. Not all the men were affected by him. Like the two dads weren't affected by him. The main character, Todd, wasn't affected by him in that way once he got through. Eventually, he's going to get outnumbered. And then there's 2,000 women to consider that don't fall for him at all. Yeah, but like something like that isn't about just being outnumbered. If I'm colonizing a planet... And there's a thousand people who are willing to murder a bunch of women. Even if I have 3000 people, I'm not going to go to war against him and lose how many men, women, children, supplies, whatever. Like this isn't just like a, like a, I outnumber who, right? Like there are serious costs to this. So I'm saying like his way of life, I don't think was as threatened as maybe we were trying to be led to believe if his powers are what he can do. Like if he can manipulate that many people into doing atrocious crimes, I'm sure he can convince a number of the new people to join with him. And if he's got a sizable force, people are going to leave him alone. I don't know. For those Maybe. weapons that vaporize, because that's why I thought the town was scared of him, was because he vaporized the one guy with one shot. Yeah. Well, that's fair, too. But all those guys in the colony ship are going to have those same weapons and probably I more think so. He didn't want to institute another element and take that risk. So if he could eliminate the girl and they were never going to come, that's an easier solution for him. Well, and the other no, thing he was going to take the ship. That was the plan. Over, you're right. So he was going to walk in there anyway, and he was going to try to wage war against 4,000 people anyway. It's fair. I don't know. I it, it, The guy was crazy, but he also has to live. Obviously, he had enough shame to kill an entire village of people, of women. I mean, he's not going to do good things. So, but I no, mean, I, that's, know. I just I just don't get his motivation. I'm sure. like, I don't I don't get where this is coming from. Like, even yeah. if they're just like, he's a murderous psychopath. I would have been like, oh, OK, yeah, that, that makes sense. OK, but like. No, like no real explanation as to why he wants to go conquer a planet or like why he wants to go take over the spaceship or like whatever. I think he just wants to control the narrative. Like to me, that's what I saw is if he's in control, he can make set the standard and be able to not be around people except when he wants to be. And he can Mm -hmm. have people killing women because he's shamed. He's ashamed of what his thoughts are. And you you see him kind of lose his mind there at the end with Todd and say they're going to hate your noise. Like the women hate your noise. So it was obviously some really deep-seated shit that he was struggling with. Dude, if they project, like, what you're thinking in, like, a movie screen, (laughs) I'm just saying with how rampant, like, pornography is, I can only imagine some of the things that would be projected. (laughs) Those poor women. Yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong. Like, I would not. That's not a way that I want to live. Like, I would fucking go jump off a cliff somewhere. Like, I couldn't fucking do that shit. Like, the, seriously, the shit that goes through my head every fucking moment of the day, being out there for anybody to hear, I'm out. Uh, I can't do that shit. Yeah, it would. You guys would be. My level of swearing would be very different. <laughs> yeah. I, like in a town full of men, how are there just not fights all the time? I know. Right? Yeah. Like, I like how they show that between Tom Holland and Nick Jonas, like right in the beginning, where they're just like, they're just like mouthing off to each other, like through their thoughts. And he's like, I can hear your thoughts, idiot, or whatever. Yeah. And then out to fight each other. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's oh, what yeah. I expect. 100% of the time, all day, every day, just a bunch of dudes talking shit on each other in their minds, but you can hear it. Yep, it would I be thought ugly. it was funny when they went to sleep. I was like, oh, baseball. And he 
when did that happen? That's probably back on Earth or whatever. But that I mean, just imagine Dude. the weird stuff. I'm trying to go to sleep next to Javier, and he's like, yeah. John wicking it out here, like T Rex comes. What out if I have a wet dream next to you? You see all of that. Speaking of John Wick, that's what came to mind when the preacher killed his dog. Because this. Oh, me too. Oh, poor dog, dude. That was so, like, why did the dog have to go, man? That's why? another moment where I'm just like, why? What is coming like, up? What is wrong with cinema these days, dude? It's just like, what's not where they draw a line, like, we're not killing babies, but we're cool with killing young dogs. Like, that's a, that's a thing. John Wick, man. Motivator, apparently. Well, the funny part was, so, when you, and this is neither here nor there, but it's, it's, we talked about the dog now, so I have to bring it up. The guys that directed and wrote John Wick were like, you can only, because they asked, why didn't, you know, that you do it again in the second one or to re-motivate him? And he's like, you can only do that shit once. Yeah. He's like, I can kill children all day long in a movie. And everybody kind of gets over it. They're sad. It's bothersome. And people get pissed. But if I kill someone's puppy, oh, fuck, I'm a, I'm a villain through and through. And I'm like, that's disgusting, but very true. So true. I don't know, dude. You can't just kill children for me. Like Sure. <laughs> I mean, I think yours is a little different because you have one, right? I mean, I hope it's a little bit different for everyone. You can't just go kill children. That's just not like cool. It happens can, a lot in movies, can, man. Yeah, you can beat them up in extraction. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that is funny, even. <laughs> I mean, there's a difference between teenagers and like little children, though. No. Like, you're going to slap around a bunch of dumbass teenagers that are trying to take you out. Dude, I will say the preacher. His noise was dope. Like, I just have to think judgment and like hellfires. Like, I'm like, that's awesome. I did not like though when he got lit on fire and I was like, okay, so he's just going to walk away on fire and he's just going to walk away because he got lit up. Yeah, was like, he I, covered in oil or something? No, it was that it was that thing. She yeah, lit that fire with it. It's like instant it's fire. Like fire starter. It's not like an incineration device. Like an incendiary right? device or something. But then he walked away like it didn't really hurt him. And like, bro, you would have been like a like a crispy piece of bacon at that point or something. Dude, the pastor character and arc makes no sense to me. Yeah. That one like, frustrated me. He must be really cool in the books. That's why they're like, we gotta, we gotta put him in there because yeah. he, the whole movie is just like judgment, like hellfire. And then so at some point he's like, there needs to be a martyr. I'm like, what? Do you know what a martyr is? Like, okay, I guess. And then he's like, I'm gonna find her and I'm gonna kill her, angel, whatever. And he gets to the end, he's like, I showed them no mercy. Please kill me and redeem my sins. I'm like, what? What is happening with this character? Like, what? I mean, I. I liked the character. My problem with it is, is I didn't know enough about it. Like, I think they needed to show they open with this character, right? That's the, that's the big problem. You open with Todd and this character interacting. So I'm interested right out of the gate because you can see that his noise is different. He's very intense. He He's afraid of him. Todd's afraid of him. So he's trying not to be act afraid of him. I was really interested in the character. And then they, every time he was on screen, I wanted to know more. And I think that was my biggest frustration with this movie of the things that I, they would do that were really fucking cool but they don't tell me enough about it and that character was one of them and i i hated the fact that i wanted to know more and then at the very end i get this idea that this guy is an asshole because he hates himself for what he did in being a part of killing the women in this town and so now he sees another woman and says here's this avenging angel she's gonna kill me and make it make me pay for my sin of being part of that that's a fucking interesting ass arc 
that I want to see more of. In my opinion, you, you could have made Mads Mikkelsen's character a background character and made this guy more of your villain. Like he's like the, the guy that the mayor six on Todd and this girl with a group of people. And I think that would have made a much more interesting so that I can learn a little bit more about this guy as we go and then have that revelation at the end. But I think we were so tossed. He was just kind of a background noise because we didn't get to see everything that happened. If they could have opened up with like showing them rounding all these women up and he was a big, heavy part of it. And then all of a sudden we opened to that. Like, I think it might've made more of a difference to me understanding more about this character, but but I loved his arc. I just wish we would have focused more on him. Yeah. If you showed me more that like chinks in his armor, that he's ashamed of what he did throughout, like foreshadow it a little bit, Mm -hmm. then I wouldn't have been like, what, where is this coming from at the end or just be consistent. Right. Or he doesn't feel bad about it and he doesn't feel bad about it to the end. I don't know. I just would have liked to see some consistency. Either he regretted it or he didn't. And I didn't feel like I saw that either way. Like you said, there there's a handful of things in this movie that were really interesting and cool. And you wanted to know more about like the spackle. He gets yeah. into this one armed spackle. I'm sitting there wondering why he's only got one arm wanting mm-hmm. to know more about the spackle. But or is it is it spackle? Spackle. Yeah. Spackle. Did the writer just like loved for run them through Home Depot? Just like uh, <laughs> spackle. That's a great name. Dude, those things were ripped though. Like good. They were tall. But then he he stabbed him a ton of times, and then realized maybe I don't need to kill him. And went away, and then we never you never heard about him again at all. Yeah. And you're like, well, yeah. Why did they let him live? Like obviously yeah. he could have beat the shit out of this dude, especially when he gets up. Like she has him leave him alone, and then he gets up. Like this dude was he was chucking both of them around like they were rag dolls. Like what the mm-hmm. hell? I mean, that scene was just to show that the spackle aren't inherently like violent, right? Like they don't attack women and they don't kill unless they have to, I'd imagine. But I'm like, I could have done without the entire indigenous race. I didn't didn't add anything to this story. Stopped right there. Didn't the spackle attack him right out of the gate, though? (laughs) That's true. Be respectful. Oh of God. this race, yeah. what it was? Just, it's just I know it's a fact. I wanted to wipe out an indigenous race. That is, I'm not saying. Hard. I just said I could do without them because they don't provide any value. Okay, I I hear it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we all heard it when you said that, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, Javier doesn't even need the noise. He'll tell you what's going on. Yeah, I'll just tell you. I'm an open book. I will say that I did read a little bit about like synopsis of the books and the fact that there is in the second or third book, there's a spackle war. So they go to war with the spackle once the the, the next set of colonists have landed. So I don't know. But obviously, the idea is, is that they, they fed the kids full of shit that the spackle are the ones that killed all the women when it was the men of the town. And so like that's part of what they were trying to show by him not attacking was that they're not an inherently violent species, but I'm with you, Javier. I How is he missing his arm? Huh? If you're not, well, yeah. obviously as part of, they were, there was battles that happened <laughs> before this, but I still want to know. I'm with you. I wish they just would have left them out of this movie because, you know, you can still have them blamed and then have like the part where Tom Holland's character sees the spackle noise. Mm-hmm. a distance away and says we need to go a different way and i think you could have even shown like the little town that they had when they were running away from it just don't have it run into the actual creature because it just again it's like like you're saying and it makes me want to know more about something that i'm not going to get a chance to know unless i go read the book it would have been disappointingly cool right yeah. like hearing about this spackle but never actually seeing them because if that had happened i would be sitting here right now saying i wish i saw the spackle true but not like this 
That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Either either leave them out completely or give me the entire story. Yeah. Well, I I, I think I would have been okay with like they talk about the spackable sure. we never see them, right? Like I would have been disappointed not to see them, but at least I wouldn't be disappointed that I saw them. Well, it, you know, <laughs> it's one thing to hear about it. It's another thing to actually get hype because you get to see this cool design mm-hmm. and then have this one missing an arm. So there's obviously a story there that I now want to know. And then the rest of the movie was interesting enough that I was interested, right? Like I wanted to know more about this world. I wanted to know more about the events that led up to it, which was the hardest part about this movie for me is that I was surprisingly entertained by this movie to the point that I wanted more. And I know I'm not going to get it now. Yeah. Yeah. But I will read the book. I mean, I guess that's a sign they did some of the storytelling well, is that I I do want to go read the books because I want to know more about this world and, and what's happened. So I probably will read them at some point. Now that you mentioned the Spackle War, I think I might want to, too. Absolutely. Could there be one movie where Tom Holland's character dies and just dies? Like, <laughs> that just doesn't come back? Like, is that possible to do with, hey, with man, this kid? It's fair. I mean, it's <laughs> it's implied in that one movie we watched that he was going to die. Kind of. Yeah, I mean, it was implied. Kind of. I mean, he got in the car with what's-his-face. We don't know that. He just got I in the car. Know. We're speculating. I know. But yeah, it's fun I'm, to speculate. No, I'm with you. I'd love to see Tom Holland die. Character. His character die. Jeez, <laughs> my gosh. Are you going to get so many teenage girls that come after you? We don't have any teenage girls that listen to the podcast. <laughs> out of context. That's a, uh, hey, for all you teenage girls out there, come get them. Please don't. Uh, Please leave yeah, we, we probably We probably won't see Tom Holland die in, the, in a movie anyway. Yeah, this movie was crazy for me because I had such low expectations and then it really kind of excited me. It was so creative that I found myself excusing a lot of the plot holes and like stuff Mm. that I would normally criticize. I will say as one big negative for me though was, and we've kind of talked about it, but there were times when like, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just me, but my brain never stops. Like unless I'm actually vocalizing something like my brain is always going through thoughts and, and things like that. Whereas in this, there were a lot of times when there was some utter silence between Daisy Ridley and Tom Holland, they're sitting there and I'm like, no, 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 no. There's no way that he's not thinking something right now. And I realize you don't want to overwhelm the, you know, us as viewers with it constant, but it distracted me whenever there was a moment of him being completely silent, not talking or thinking. I was like, that's very unrealistic to me. And again, that may be just because that's the way my brain works, but it did distract me. There was a handful of times when it happened and it bothered me. It would have been, it would have been too much for me. So I get why they didn't do that. Sure. Yeah, it would have been too much. I like that he said she had yellow hair and that kept coming up a couple of times. So no longer blonde. You have yellow hair. I also like, I don't think in full sentences <laughs> like they do in this movie, you know? Obviously Maybe hungry. Maybe I'm just stupid, but like, I don't think like when I see someone, I don't think, man, she's pretty, right? Like, that's not like a sentence that goes through my head. I thought it was really interesting that that's how they, I mean, how else would you portray it, right? Because I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, they didn't want to, because the alternative for us is like, we think like cavemen, right? Like, it's like, ooh, girl, pretty, blonde hair, want to do things. You know what I mean? Please don't yeah. leave. And then he sounds like a moron. It kind of already sounded like a moron. <laughs> Yeah, but at least he would sound like a moron that could put sentences together. <laughs> well, that's what I thought was kind of cool is there are times where it's not just him talking, yeah. like seeing an image or like mm-hmm. hearing his mother sing or 
before. So I thought it was kind of cool that some of the things that he would think about weren't just him vocalizing, but actual images that he kind of would run through. Because I think that's a that's little true. closer. Maybe like what goes through my head is like, yeah, I have that little voice that talks, but a lot of times it's remembering images or pictures mm-hmm. or visualizing. That's a good point. Well, it really kind of freaked me out that moment when they're sitting there in the rain and they're talking and then all of a sudden they start making out. And I was like, whoa, what the fuck just happened? I was like, why did that just yeah. happen? It's all and like coming it from out, a mile away. See, and I didn't see that coming <laughs> at all. Like, and I don't know if it's because I wasn't fully paying attention in the moment, but I look up and I'm like, whoa, 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 what just happened? And then all of a sudden it fades and I'm like, oh, that's funny. He was just <laughs> thinking it. And then she's like, what the hell's that? <laughs> <laughs> and then that got me thinking, I was like, oh, I be in so much trouble in this world like god i like when they're on top of that tower and they're talking and she's like i'm still not gonna kiss you (laughs) (laughs) it's funny or he's when he's on that couch thinking in viola's voice yeah like just kiss me todd and he's like i'm so sorry Those moments actually made me laugh quite a bit. Like, yeah. I think they overdid it at times, but I was like, at the same time, there were some funny moments, and that was definitely one of them. Yeah, when he's oh, on like that couch. Just like, yeah, like when they fall down the caver, the, the ravine, oh, yeah. and it's him turning her over to the mayor and he's like i'm not gonna do that i am and so he's like constantly having to be like i know i thought that but i i don't i'm sorry i'm not going to do that i don't have any expectations of that like that was hilarious to me well then he would like swear at himself like he'd see say something or think something and be like, god you're an idiot <laughs> like in his shut head up, yeah shut up todd <laughs> i don't think in complete sentences i'm not gonna lie that's part of the reason like i hate for people because my thoughts go all over the place like somebody be why i'd be doing i'd be like this motherfucker oh that's cool what do we are doing tomorrow? Well, what am I going to do at work? Man, I'm kind of tired. Like that shit, it would just, that's how my brain, like, is just constantly fluctuating through different thoughts. Like it would be chaotic to watch me fucking. See, I'd get a song stuck in my head and then everybody would have to hear it. And that would drive me crazy. (laughs) Then I would punch you in the face. Yeah. It's like a virus. You're just spreading around. (laughs) I could see Javier stop you like when you got your gun like a year ago, like, I'm packing. Oh, dude. No such thing as concealed carry, right? Yeah. I got a a gun on my hip right now. I could shoot you. I could shoot you right now if I wanted. Yeah, that'd be horrifying. Oof. But then you would think it like you did shoot that person and you'd project it out and that would be scary. But oh, like. I did enjoy the idea of. Like being able to manipulate your thoughts into a weapon. Like when he uses the snake at the beginning against the mayor's kid. Mm. And then like Ian, when you mentioned like he creates that wooden fence around Viola's character. And then like at the end, Tom Holland uses the image of his mother. And so and then, you know, the mayor uses his own visage. That shit's cool. And the idea of being able to do that is pretty fucking wicked. Like you could that's intense. Dude, if you just carry a projector around, you can do that. You could have that power right now. Easy. They don't have a projector like that yet. I wish they did. That's not true. They can put dead singers and shit on stages. Yeah, real. holograms. Fair. It's achievable, Crazy. JJ. You could do that right now. Shit would you be just cool. Up to someone would be like, or you would have a real snake. She'd be like, snake, and like toss it at someone. I bet you it would have around the same effect. Because then I would have to hold the snake, and that's not happening. I don't okay, see snakes. There's, there's ways around this, depending on how creative you're willing to be. Fair enough. All right, should we rate this movie? Let's do it. 
I'll kick us off. Uh, again, I think I was very pleasantly surprised by this movie. I went in thinking I was going to hate it because of everything that had happened with the production and the issues. And really, to be honest, watching the trailer too, like I was like, oh, this is an interesting concept for a movie. This could go really south. And then combining that with all the production issues that they had and the reshoots they had to do, I was really worried. But turned out much better than I thought. And that may be why I feel so good about this movie. Because when I think about it, as I was getting ready to, re- to get you guys on here and record, I was also like, if I didn't have such low expectations, would I think that this movie was as good as I f- enjoyed it? I don't know. There were definitely plot holes. It left a lot of things to be figured out on your own or not figured out at all, which is really frustrating for me, considering how interesting the idea was and the acting was really good i enjoyed tom holland i enjoyed daisy ridley i love mads mickelson i could watch anything with him in it i really like david oyelowo i don't that's i'm tearing his name up i'm sure the guy that played the preacher he's a fantastic actor and i feel like his character was just wasted because i feel like it was more interesting in a lot of characters in a lot of ways but overall i had a good time watching this movie far more than i thought it's not anything that's out of control good, but I'm, I'm going to give it a three and a half. I think it's better than average. I think it's enjoyable, you know, for something to just sit down and watch and see how unique it is. So, yeah, three and a half for me. I probably won't watch it again unless it was just sitting around and I had nothing else to do. And I was like, oh, that was interesting. I might watch it for some of the visuals. But other than that, I don't think I'd actively choose to watch it. Matson, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to give it a solid three. Again, let's just always go back to we've seen many, many movies that are far worse than this. This isn't even a bad movie. I wouldn't even put it in that class. It's a movie that I think really gets you to think if you're going to watch with friends or even yourself, you're going to have a lot to think about and run through your brain about how you would operate in those scenarios, what your thoughts would be, or if, if you're a girl and you're listening to this too, like, are you going to be able to put up with your significant other? I mean, I mean, that changes a relationship dynamic right there. And so for that matter alone, I, I really think creative, really interesting concept, well acted, but as JJ kind of alluded to, and we've talked about a lot of characters that I think could have been fleshed out a little bit further, some plot points that we would have liked to have seen. Again, I think this is a classic case of books adapted to movie. And I think the original expectation, like JJ said, was to do more of these movies, but that may not happen. So there's a lot we're missing and maybe would have gotten with further sequels and such. So it's entertaining. I think it'll give you a lot to talk about. I, I like the actors that are in this, but again, there's some things that don't add up for me. And for that, I'll give it a three. I don't think I'll watch it again, but if someone wanted to watch it, I'm there. Javier. So I apparently I'm going to come in a little low on this, actually. Because if it's between this or Godzilla versus Kong, <laughs> you should go watch Godzilla versus Kong. Like it just came out and I gave that a three. So I'm going to give this one a two and a half. Like it's a good movie. It's fun. There's a lot of issues with it, but like the CGI is pretty cool. Like I, I didn't have any issues. I didn't think it looked cheesy or tacky ever. So I thought they did a good job with that. The acting, I don't, I can't think of any act like, scene or or actor in this that didn't do a good job right some did better than others but i don't think anyone did a bad performance so yeah i'm gonna give this a two and a half i also don't love the message that men are inherently violent towards women i feel like that's a narrative that's being pushed pretty hard right now that i don't necessarily agree with you know i don't disagree that men have been violent towards women but the idea that like when push comes to shove we'll slaughter like a village of people if nothing stops us like i just don't agree with that philosophy anyway i probably won't watch uh, i don't have any i'm not opposed to watching it again i just won't go out of my way to watch it again makes sense ian finish us off yeah javier it was kind of entertaining because i 
have the exact opposite thoughts, not about the men being violent, but about the uh, Godzilla versus Kong, where I was comparing <laughs> the rating to this one, and I gave Godzilla and uh, versus Kong a 2.5, I believe. And this one, I'm going to give a three, because if I had to choose between the two, this one was more interesting to me. And I said that in the spoiler review, that's probably what I enjoyed the most was something new and interesting, which is why I think it's worth watching at least once. It was like kind of the shiny new object where I missed a lot of the, the plot holes and the things I'd normally critique it on. So I think a three is a pretty solid rating for what this movie is. And I'm in the same boat as everybody else. Like I'm not opposed to watching it again, but I'm not going to go seek it out. Cool. All right, there it is. Two threes, a three and a half, and a two and a half. Pretty consistent ratings across the board. Definitely something you should probably go check out if for no other reason than it's it's different and it's a new idea and it's interesting and there's some fun parts to it. But don't expect to come away completely satisfied because they do leave a lot of questions unanswered and leave some things that you'd rather watch that you just don't get to. So next week, we're reviewing Nobody. So check that one out. That's not a real movie. It is a real movie. There's a movie called Nobody? Yep, called Nobody. It's very John Wick-esque. I think, I think it'll be right up your alley, Javier. I'm in. Yeah, okay. looks ultra-violent. Some nobody dude just beating the shit out of a lot of people. Who's it looks it? like it's uh, Bob Odenkirk. And uh, yeah, that's what we'll be reviewing for the 19th of April. With that, Matson, tell them where else they can find us. If you're not bored of us already and are bickering, come find us at Facebook, Instagram, whatsourverdict.com. Check out our spoiler freeze on YouTube and visit us at our website as well. Come chime and leave us some reviews on wherever you listen to us, Spotify, Ghana, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. Definitely. Don't forget, go leave us reviews on Podchaser so that we can reply to those and get that charity built up. We appreciate that. With that, this has been our review of Chaos Walking. Go check it out. We appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye now. Bye.